From the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, this is All About Grants. From the Office of Extramural Research at the National Institutes of Health, I'm Megan Columbus, and welcome again to All About Grants. Today we'll be talking about choosing the correct funding opportunity announcement. I have with me Dr. Harold Pearl, who's been a program director at NIH for now more than 20 years. He's currently at the National Institute on Drug Abuse as the lead for behavioral research. Why don't we start with what the purpose is of a funding opportunity announcement? As a program director at NIH, I work with my colleagues to figure out which areas of science might need additional work and where NIH might want to put additional funds to stimulate that work. So a funding opportunity announcement is a way that our institutes can let the scientific community know what areas of science we think are important and what areas of science we would like to see additional applications come in. There are various types of funding opportunity announcements. Can you tell me about each different type of funding opportunity announcement? Well, probably the announcement that people know most about is what we call a request for applications or an RFA. And that is a very specific, very targeted funding announcement that sets aside a specific pool of money from a particular institute or group of institutes to stimulate research in a very, very specific area. And they typically have a single receipt date where you only have one chance to send an application in. But the advantage is your application is only evaluated in comparison to the other applications that are sent in in response to that particular RFA. So how is an RFA reviewed? Well, our applications that come into an RFA are typically reviewed by a special emphasis panel that's created just to review the applications for that particular announcement. And all the applications that come in are going to that same panel? That's right. All the applications to the RFA are coming into that same panel, and the members are selected by their particular expertise in the area that the RFA is seeking to fund. So that's a request for applications. Can you talk a little bit now about PAs, which are program announcements? Program announcements actually are quite common in, in NIH, and that's the way that institutes identify an area of science that perhaps needs a little more attention. Program directors like myself work with our colleagues in reviewing the literature in the field and staying aware of the science and identifying particular areas that seem to be in need of more emphasis and more work. And so the institutes will then issue a program announcement that identifies an area of interest, typically broader than the RFA, but still targeted towards a, a particular area of, of science that we think needs to be stimulated. But there's no money attached to a program announcement? Not usually, although sometimes. The general program announcement does not have money attached to it. There is a specialized program announcement called a PAS, which has a set-aside funding. There's also another particular program announcement called a PAR that has a special review group. So in other words, applications that come in in response to this program announcement are reviewed by one particular special emphasis panel. Whereas for most program announcements, those applications are not going to the same panel? No, not necessarily. Program announcements will be distributed across the pool of reviewers or pool of uh, study sections based on the particular specific content of the application. Now, program announcements are usually issued for three years. In other words, they're 
they're valid for three years from their date of issuance. And so applicants can send in an application to a particular program announcement at any of the three receipt dates that come annually for the three years of the life of the program announcement. Again, as opposed to the request for applications, which are typically a single receipt date only. Can you recommend a strategy for how somebody might effectively search for a funding opportunity announcement like the ones you've just mentioned? Yes. Well, that's a very interesting question. And actually, there's a number of ways that a person could do it. One way might be to speak with your colleagues or or mentor who's working in the same area of science and find out what kind of funding announcements or what kind of uh, program announcements they typically respond to or even what institutes they typically get funded by. Another is to identify various NIH institutes that are typically fund the area of science that you work in or that you're interested in and check their websites. Each of the websites of the institutes will list the program announcements and RFAs that are issued from that particular institute identifying the areas of science that they're interested in funding. Other ways are to search the uh, NIH database, the Porter database, to see what institutes have been funding areas of science that you're more particularly interested in. So one of the more obvious ways that you didn't mention, and maybe because it is more obvious to you, is the NIH Guide for Grants and Contracts is our consolidated source for publishing every funding opportunity announcement at NIH across all the institutes and centers. And the other thing that we probably haven't mentioned yet that we should is grants.gov. So you can also search for funding opportunity announcements in grants.gov, the difference being that grants.gov is a search across the federal government. And searching across the federal government, you'd be surprised at some of the agencies that fund biomedical research. But Harold, what happens if you can't find something, a particular announcement that's specific to your area of science? Does that mean NIH isn't interested in it? Actually not. NIH is very interested in all sorts of areas of science and a lot of investigator-initiated research. And if you can't identify a particular program announcement that's really focused on what you are interested in doing, then you could look at what we call parent announcements. And parent announcements are more generic program announcements that really identify various funding mechanisms through which you can ask for NIH funding. So for example, there's R01 parent announcements, there's parent announcements for small business awards or for small grants. These provide a mechanism for you to actually describe your science, describe the research questions you're interested in, and send an application into NIH through our electronic application system. And to make it easy to find those parent announcements, NIH actually has a page of parent announcements that we've consolidated and will provide you that URL at the end of the segment. You said that RFAs have only a single receipt date and that program announcements have multiple receipt dates, usually over multiple years. So I can see that if I submit an application to a program announcement and I'm not successful, that I could resubmit to that same announcement. With an RFA, there's only one receipt date. What do I do if, if I'm not successful when I submit to that RFA? Well, you can submit another application if, you, if your RFA application was not successfully funded. And then it would be a new submission, and you would uh, look for either a program announcement from that institute or a similar institute that is close to what the RFA was focused on. And by and large, that probably would be pretty easy to find because 
RFAs demonstrate an institute's interest in a particular area, or if you can't find a specific program announcement uh, that fits your area, then you can use the parent announcement to send your application in again as a new submission. Okay, so that's using basically the same application that may have responded to the reviewer's comments the first time around, so it's a strengthened version of the same application. You'd certainly want to take advantage of the reviewer's expertise and the reviewer's comments and, and critiques of your application and build a stronger application to submit to a program announcement. Could you tell me if there's an advantage to submitting to an RFA versus a program, a general program announcement? Well, it really depends. Um, obviously, if you're responding to an RFA, that's an area of science you're interested in and certainly would advise applicants to do that. Um, but when you're, when you're responding to an RFA, your application is competing against all the other responses to that RFA. So it really depends on how many other applications come in and what the scientific merit is of each of those applications as opposed to when you submit to a program announcement, you're, pro you're not getting funded within the applications to that program announcement. You're getting funded within the whole pool of applications that are coming to that institute. That's right. When, when you send in a response to, an, to a, a program announcement, your application is competing against all the other applications that are coming into that particular institute. So Harold, how would I know if an institute that I think might be interested in funding me is participating in a particular funding opportunity announcement? That's actually pretty simple to find out because at the top of every program announcement and every RFA for that matter is a list of the various NIH institutes that have signed on to it. And what's even more helpful is that there'll be a contact person named in the RFA or in the PA that for each institute so you know what program director or what program officer at each institute is handling those applications. And this is probably as good a time as any to remind people that it's really important to contact those NIH staff that are the scientific or the program contacts to find out a number of things. First of all, whether, whether the institute has particular restrictions on application to that program announcement or is interested in, in a, a specific type of area or uh, what kinds of applications uh, that the institute is particularly interested in seeing, or just getting more general information about the NIH requirements or the institute requirements. Uh, because even though various institutes will sign on to an NIH announcement, they might have different requirements specific to that institute that the other institutes don't share. And you wouldn't know that unless you talk to the program director. It's always very helpful to contact a program director early in the process and get to know him or her and get whatever expert advice they can give you. Seems to be a recurring theme in our podcast is to call your program official. It's early and often. That's right. Thank you for joining us. Well, that wraps up today's edition of All About Grants for NIH and OER. I'm Megan Columbus. You can search all NIH funding opportunities in the NIH Guide for Grants and Contracts by clicking on the Funding tab of the OER website at grants.nih.gov. On the OER website, enter the keyword Parent Announcement in the search box to view a list of announcements for unsolicited or investigator-initiated applications. 
And to search the Reporter database of funded NIH projects, go to projectreporter.nih.gov.